Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. If you, if you look at Oklahoma and you look at Texas, right now the rosters, now Brent Venables is, is a couple years behind, you know, where Sark is, but it just feels like when you look at Texas, they're, they're closer, uh, to, to being where you need to be than I think where Venables is currently. But I think he'll be there as well because he understands it as, uh, probably as, as well as anybody. He'll get that program eventually there. But right now, Texas, I think is, I think they're ready to compete, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Who was that? I guess he thinks uh, Texas catch radius is a little bit better than uh, OU's right now. Yeah, Catch radius Herb Street there. Um, Fascinating take. I don't know. Here's the thing with Herb Street. I I don't think he knows. I don't think he cares. And I don't necessarily blame him. He's just trying to talk up the game that they're about to have this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and that's, that's – it, yeah. it, it would be – would, how would it sound if he – I don't know where – where was that interview from? I think it was like an actual media interview that he was having with some maybe local guys right. in Austin or Tuscaloosa or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where if if he's there and he's – you know, they're they're pumping up this huge game they're going to have against Texas and Alabama, and he's like, well, you know – I. Alabama or Texas looks all right right now, but man, they're way behind Oklahoma. Where Oklahoma's SEC ready, Texas is just eh, I don't know. They're a couple years behind. I I honestly think that Kirk Herbstreit will say anything at any time, and I think that's all this is is just a. Well, I think it's game. I think it's lazy is is what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I think that you could be right as well, but just to say, I, I mean, just it was matter of fact that well. You know, Brent Venables is a couple of years behind where Sark is right now. And I think I, and, he meant like, as far as on the job, he's he's just behind time wise. I mean, I I guess, no. but I, that's not the first time that I've heard that take. I, I heard it in the off season, and people have failed to point to me exactly how they can prove just how far ahead. Texas is uh, versus OU and going to the SEC. And I know well, what happened in the game last year. I understand <laughs> that. 49 nothing. Hell, they beat him in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I, I get that. I also understand the circumstances going to that game. I also saw Texas play some highly inconsistent football last year and be an eight-win team a year ago. Yeah. So if you want to present some information that says the roster at this current moment is slightly better than OU's, Okay, I'll at least listen. I, I I don't even know if I'm there yet, but just to say that that Texas is by far and away roster wise, just overall ready for the SEC. Based on what, man? I, I just I, I don't believe that that's the case today. Yeah, I I definitely don't. I think that Texas currently, and remember, we're not going to the SEC until next year. So I guess. Whenever I think of SEC ready, I think of next season to be SEC ready. And I'll I'll yield the point right now that this season, Texas has, air quotes, more stars than what Oklahoma has. Sure, that's, that's fair. But I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case by the end of the season. You know, I, I think a lot of our... Our big production guys are going to be guys that you haven't heard of a whole heck of a lot. Really, not necessarily first year guys, but you know, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Andrell Anthony or one of those guys just absolutely goes off like a D.D. Westbrook type of season out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. And we'll have a superstar at that point, and 
You know, I think the same thing defensively. They've got a couple of guys on defense who are, who are big names and everyone knows who they are. Well, I think that's going to definitely be the case with some guys on Oklahoma's defense this year. I know that both teams played opponents that can't stack up. You know, Texas playing Rice, so you playing Arkansas State. But there's nothing about that game, and even here recently, that, that just makes me think that Texas is so far along compared to OU. I just I, I haven't seen that. And it's it's going to annoy me a little bit yeah. when Texas gets house this weekend and all of the sudden that take that we just heard from Kirk Herbstreet, that take from him and that take nationally is going to change quite a bit once we see what happens to Texas and Tuscaloosa. I don't know. I, I just I tend to think that it's it's really lazy is what it is. It, it's just easy to say that based upon what OU was last year and people not paying attention to how much better they are this year. I just I look at it as really, really lazy. And well, for someone that's in the position that he is, I, I think that's sad. Here's the thing, too. I, in everything you said right there is, is very well said, and I agree with it. Um, I think one of the things that really gets kind of lost in translation, so to speak, or uh, – the SEC ready, right? Oklahoma and Texas are SEC ready today. Oklahoma and Texas have been SEC ready for years. Now, SEC ready and winning the SEC are two totally separate deals, yeah. right? I Can Oklahoma and Texas go in and compete? In the SEC right now, just as good as Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, South Carolina, Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. He'll throw LSU in there after what we saw on, on uh, Sunday night. The answer to that is yes. We'll, we'll fit right in with that group today with no problems. Win one, lose one. Eight and four, seven and five. I when people say SEC ready, it's really the wrong term. It's how are you going to compete with Georgia and Alabama, right? That's really what the question is. And both teams are a long way, in my opinion, from competing with Georgia and Alabama. Could could Texas beat Alabama this weekend, uh, there's a chance of that. In a one-off game, you know, that's placed in the non-conference, who knows what's going to happen. But I don't think anyone on Texas's staff would suggest that they're anywhere close to winning the SEC with the type of roster that they have um, compared to Georgia and Alabama. That's what everyone yeah. is ultimately talking Mark about. Mark from on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. The SEC ready stuff is silly. OU has played and beat plenty of SEC teams. Yeah. 405, Herbie isn't lazy, but his affection is certainly available for a prize. Yeah. Um, Ohio Senior, there's no way Kirk Herbstreet has analyzed both OU and Texas roster enough to come to that conclusion. He's saying things for the sake of saying things. Nine oh three. That's that's always my, has always been my complaint with Herb Street is saying thing, things for the sake of saying them. Exactly. Um, it's it's going to get a little wacky here in the next four texts. So, okay. so buckle in here. <laughs> Herb Street has always been a dumbass. That's from the nine oh three. Kirk Herb Street has turned into a clown. Says Patrick. Sioux City Sooner. Kirk Crash Street <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and then the 405 Old Burt Turd Streets. <laughs> um, hey, here's the thing. Herb Street is really good at what he does. He has made an insane amount of money calling college football games. And I hats off to him for that. But Kirk Herb Street is not who I go to no, for analysis no. on anything. No chance. Uh, Unless it's catch radius. he's He's got the catch radius there ready for you. Hey, and I'll tell you right now, doing what he does is difficult. I, For me, example, I do, I do the color on radio for Oklahoma football. 
it's way easier than what he does. I don't need to sit around and prepare all week for Oklahoma. I know every player. I know their story. I know where they're from. I know what their strengths and weaknesses are. Like the preparation is done. I just have to, you know, look at one other team. He's sometimes calling two, three games a week with totally new rosters, especially in the transfer portal era. There's no way that Kirk Herbstreit can go in-depth on any football team. Sean says that clip again proves people that cover college football don't watch college football. Uh, there's there is a lot of truth to that. We, we I think we covered that as recently Amen. as uh, as last week. Uh, where was uh, Blacktop Billy? There it is. One more. I would love to be playing Georgia in two days like we were supposed to. Agree. As would I. It, it, this doesn't matter. I know Texas is a seven seven and a half point dog at Alabama. What would the spread be this weekend if Georgia was coming to town? Eight eight and a half. Higher than that. Ten. Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. Jeez. Eleven and a half. Twelve and a half. Oof. Maybe more. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, it is going to be Oklahoma. When we're talking about nat, like a team like Georgia, the perception of Oklahoma is right now, and perhaps rightfully so, it's hard to argue with. Is still this is a six and seven football team from a year ago. Sixteen and a half point. Well, they were they only opened as a fourteen point favorite against SMU. That's right, open. Well, that's what I'm saying. And think about the difference between those two squads. Like, what would the point spread between Georgia and SMU? And be? again, we have to remember it's not necessarily what Vegas thinks it's going to happen. It's what they think they could get the most action. So on both yeah, sides, it, it may right. be it may be eleven. Yeah. So I I don't I would love to be playing that game. Would we win it? I don't know. I think we'd have a chance. I think we'd have a, a realistic chance to win that game. I feel like this Saturday would be the – out of the past two and a half years, this is when you would want Georgia the most going I, into I this agree. Saturday. And, and let me say this worth. real quick. I, I said, could we beat Georgia? Maybe. Yeah. I think we'd have a chance. That is – I'm not saying that we would be ready to win the SEC this year. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in a one-off game in Norman, could Oklahoma beat Georgia? I, it's it's definitely a possibility. It's not outlandish. This is uh, turned into the OU hate segment to yeah. lead things off today, and let's continue it, shall we? Barrett Salee, who picked OU to finish like seventh or eighth in the Big Twelve this year, yeah, uh, he says, "What's your bold prediction for the weekend?" Mine. SMU will have the ball with a chance to beat Oklahoma during the final five minutes of the game. That's his bold prediction for the weekend. Okay. Hey, I think that that is – my bold prediction is Tulane's going to beat Ole Miss. Have I watched Ole Miss play this year? No. Have I watched Tulane play this year? No. No. Well, that's all right. You could just say that Tulane is more SEC ready than Ole Miss is. That's that's how that goes. Right. Apparently, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm I'm using my thoughts of how much I am annoyed by Lane Kiffin and how good Tulane was a year ago to pick them as my upset special this week. And all Barrett Salee is doing is uh, looking at SMU previous years and. Oklahoma from last year and saying, hey, here's a team with a good offense. They got a chance to beat a team that is not where they traditionally are. And I disagree with the take, but it's hard to be it's hard to be really upset necessarily at some of those because when you go six and seven, you've it's an open invitation for everyone to pick you to lose every week. Unless you're Texas. <laughs> Unless what, you're Texas. Well, and, and, and we're starting to get in that territory with A&M as well. A&M right. was 5-7 and seven last year. So unless you're A&M or oh. Texas, then you get all the doubt in the world. Can you imagine? Uh, A&M was 5-7 and seven last year, and what they started as a top 25 team, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But have you seen the talent there? Oh, and they're adding Bobby Petrino, the talent that they have, the talent that they have. God, well, they do have a lot Come of talent. Come on, Miami. I've never this is probably the first time in my life that I've really said 
come on, Canes, let's go. I need you to win on Saturday, but th- that's that's where I'm at at this point. Come on, Miami, let's uh, get it done. I want all 37 of your fans in the stands on Saturday. Let's do it. I don't care who wins; someone has to win it. Um, all I care about is that Badrino and Jimbo Fisher disagree on a play call late in a very intense moment. In the and game. that's my bold prediction of the weekend: is that that's going to happen. Yours is that Tulane beats Ole Miss. Mine is that we get the first fight between uh, Petrino and Jimbo. I, oh, please. If that could play out on national television, that's, that's better than the game. I don't, I'd like to see a good game and a bunch of them this weekend, but that's really all I care about is a on-field uh, screaming match between those two characters. All right. Quick timeout. Keep the text line hot. I see him coming in. 651-3439. Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. You're simply the best. Riverwind is the metro. Visit communitiesandschools.org. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Mac Brown is big time mad at the NCAA, which he should be. Uh, Tez Walker, a transfer wide receiver from Kent State, looks like he's been ruled ineligible for the entire season what? now. Yeah. Ruled, uh, oh he, he did not play in that South Carolina game. Apparently he's been ruled ineligible for the rest of the year by the NCAA. And Mac just wrote a strongly worded... Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a strongly worded letter or more of like a statement from him, but at the bottom it says, shame on you, NCAA, shame on you. And the last shame on you is in all caps. It's right. Now, I don't remember all of this story, but I know his transfers kind of fell in a weird little window of time. I think he's a – so he wanted to transfer back home for his final year of eligibility – from Kent State to his home state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He had already transferred twice, but in a lot of these instances before, according to him, that final year was granted by the NCAA, and that I, I think that that's right. right. And from what they understand, it's, well, why, why is he getting denied when so many other similar cases weren't denied? It's, yeah, it, it's... The NCAA, I think, right now is on a mission to regain not necessarily credibility but regain some um i guess a little bit of fear out there there's no doubt that's what's going on because right now. they've been a pushover for so for so long people are talking about you know are they even needed created all these issues with nil and everything uh they've got a new president in and i i think it feels like they're going to throw their weight around to try and whip people into compliance and start like pulling back on the reins on some of these things that have been going down unchecked. Well, they pissed off Mac Brown now. Yeah. Shame on you, NCAA. Shame on you. All caps. They're at the bottom of it. Yeah. Well, strongly worded letter. Uh, and I don't know enough about this entire situation to say what should or shouldn't happen with him, but. I know that they're picking some weird battles. They're picking some weird battles, and like with the Arizona State situation, and you know, there's a bunch of stuff. Five eight zero national communist against athletes. <laughs> Boy, I did we have I back like to oh, that okay. Somewhere. I thought we were gonna have back to back text that said that. No, this one says NCAA, NCAA. A holes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Chase in Orange County. My bold prediction for the Canes A and M game. Jimbo and Petrino get into an argument late in the fourth quarter, and Petrino rides his motorcycle off with Candace, who is Jimbo's ex. Oh, interesting. I think the, I think the, you know, like you remember the movie. Have you ever seen the movie Over the Top with um, uh, Sylvester Stallone, the I, arm wrestling movie? No, huh? Well, in in the movie. Whenever he goes up to the table and he's about to flip the switch and turn into the angry competitor, he takes the hat and flips it around backwards. It's like a switch that happens. I think Batrino's switch, whenever he's about to uh, 
you know, move into some some big time play calling in a game, strap on the neck brace. Right? <laughs> yeah. When Petrino wraps that neck brace around his neck, look out. Here comes the the uh double reverse pass. Uh nine one eight, what is the most ooh, this is a good question. What is the most I wish both teams could lose game for OU fans this season based on hatred and recruiting? Aggie versus Miami, USC Notre Dame, Missouri, Kansas State, Texas, Alabama. For whatever reason, I'm eliminating Missouri, Kansas State from that. So that's that's a fair submission there. That is a that's a good question. Well, yeah, I I hope Kansas State drums Missouri. Um, I'm eliminating the Texas Alabama game. I hope Alabama drums Texas. I I, I feel it's going to be a Texas game. I'm just trying to figure out which Texas game it is. They don't play Oklahoma State this year, so that's not the the easy answer there. I don't. The the interesting one is A&M and Miami. Um, we've been in a lot of recruiting battles with those two teams recently, it feels like. Uh, someone, unfortunately, has to win the football game. I don't harbor the anger against Miami like a lot of Sooner fans do. Um, well, and, you weren't watching college football back then. Yeah, I mean, you were playing it, but not you were really paying attention to Miami. It's the same thing with Notre Dame. I harbor all of that hate. Maybe because I'm a, a 90s kid and grew up with Rudy that I, I like Notre Dame. And, and a Notre Dame starter jacket, right? Notre Dame starter jacket. Man. My grandpa played there. So I, I don't have the hatred towards Notre Dame. I think it's uh, – <laughs> The whole stealing of our uh, play like a champion today thing is is the most frustrating thing, and that's more of a Lou Holtz thing than it is a Notre Dame. So I'm coming around to the idea of USC Notre Dame. If Colorado keeps on winning and they are obnoxious, which I think those two things will uh, <laughs> go hand in hand, it could be USC Colorado at the end of no September. Kidding. No kidding. Um, like the USC Notre Dame situation – I mean, it's interesting. The only reason I would want uh, Notre Dame to lose that game is they can make the the playoff situation look really murky for a lot of people if they're if they're about to you know march through a one loss or undefeated type of season. Uh, that throws a wrench into the gears with what everyone's thinking out there for making the playoff. Um, back to the text line. Someone said, I come here for Sooner Talk. I'm trying to find uh, exactly where it was. I think they, they texted again. Apparently my man card's being taken away because I uh, – <laughs> There it is right okay, there. Okay, I come to the ref for Sooner Talk. I stay for obscure arm wrestling movie references. <laughs> That's right. My man card is being revoked by one text from the 918 because I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will remedy that at some point in the future. Don't worry. I, I loved it when I was a kid, but it's probably like a lot of those movies that at the time they were amazing. But you go back and watch it now, and it's like, man, it just doesn't have the same pop as it used to. It's like playing a bunch of Nintendo games. Patrick and I have very similar hate list here: Miami, USC, LSU, Texas, Notre Dame, Georgia, and Ohio State. I feel like if you're a real college football fan, if you're a real college football fan and you really support your team, you really kind of hate everyone for the most part. There are some teams that you can stand maybe a little bit more than the others, but for the most part, you kind of really love your team and dislike everyone else. Yeah. That's how I like to operate with this sport. I'm thinking about my – I don't know that I have a bunch of uh, of hate. My my hate list is is very short. You definitely hate A and M. Come on, I I know that you don't want to hate USC because of some of those guys that are out there. But right. you got no ties to A and M. Jimbo's easy to hate. Like at least at least get there with me with, with A and M. Yeah. See, it's for me. It's more of a. I guess I don't. I guess I don't hold the grudge forever with teams. Um. Even though we got uh, absolutely pile driven into the turf by them, I that LSU team was a lot of fun to watch with Joe Burrow. Right, that team was a lot of fun. Now, LSU fans are far different story. Okay, they've got some, they've got some some personalities there that absolutely wear you thin. I guess I just I'm, 
my hate list changes almost week to week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Georgia Sooner on the text line says, what would you rather happen, OU 24-3 to or OU 51-30? to 24-3, please. For what is this? For Saturday's game against SMU. 5 p.m., ESPN Plus, Stripe the Stadium. Owen Field. Uh, well, at first glance, 24-3, but if you're telling me the 51-30 is we were up, we we're up fifty one twenty, but there's not telling you that. Yeah. Like fifty one thirty to me is you know OU might be up ten points for most of the game, but like twenty, I, I take twenty four to three, and I don't really have to think about that because I know the offense is going to be good this year. Like the offense is going to be good enough to win a Big Twelve championship this year. At least that's where I'm at. I don't know if everyone else is. My big question is the defensive side of the ball, and if you're going to tell me that they shut out Arkansas State last week. And then they follow that up with only allowing three points against SMU. 24 points against that SMU defense is not great, but I got confidence that they'll be okay the rest of the year. I, yeah, 24-3, man. Yeah, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm there. It's a great question because both of those answers are – they leave you with some serious questions, right? Well, they're, they're both, they both cover the spread, by the way. Yeah. The 16 and a half. Yeah, that's true. Man. So our expectations are rather high going into this game if uh, 24 to 3, I guess I'd take that I'm, uh, with the two there. 51 30, I don't want to get another shootout. Yeah. Dang, 24 3. It's hard to turn down that, that three number. You know what? I am not going to turn my nose up at a 24-3 game. I've seen enough 48-47 and 59-56 no games. Like, who am I to say 24-3? That's not in our DNA. 24-3, you beat a, a, a pretty good offense, what could be a really good offense, by three touchdowns. That's probably the right answer. But, you know, the 51-30 is three touchdowns as well, but – you know, you're you're giving up thirty points. I twenty four three. Yes. All day, man. That's right. That's the right answer. I mean fifty one thirty just feels like every other win that you've had the past it eight does. years. Twenty four to three against a respectable offense. That would and maybe people would be down about the offense after the game. I'm sure they would be. But twenty four to three would make you feel like some real progress has been made defensively from this year to last year. And, and that's that's why that's why I'm taking it. That and you'd be able to take a snapshot after week two and and say, hey, we've got, like right now, we are tied for the number one defense in the country. There you go. You know, and if you stack a three up there, that's, hey, that's going to be, you're going to be right there again. Right there again. Very few teams are going to have I mean, back-to-back shutouts. It was a great defensive performance last weekend, according to Danny Okoye. That really did it for him while he was in town. Yeah. Tulsa World article, he was like, well, I expected OU to beat Arkansas State, but not like that. Wow. Wow. There was only five teams in all of Division One football in week one that had shutouts. Who were the other four? Syracuse. Yeah. They beat, like, Colgate. Isn't that who they beat? Uh, maybe. BYU. They won 14 nothing against Southern Utah, maybe. Georgia Southern. Uh, okay. K. Remember who Georgia State plays? Ah, Wildcats. Two teams in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Defensive conference is back. It's back, baby. Yeah, that's it's kind of interesting though, right? Only five. It seems like there would be way more than that. But hey, we're in good company, right? There were a lot Screen of scores. There were a lot of teams that scored fifty plus on Saturday, including uh, Oregon, who got up to the eighty-one mark. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Got to keep it rolling. If, if we can, if we're still floating around the top ten, top, you know, fifteen in in some of these defensive numbers through the non conference, which I kind of expect us to be, that's that sets you up pretty good. You know, whenever we're making a run, like if if we're aiming for that defensive ranking as far as where we are uh, statistically, I. We got a we got a good chance to be statistically in a really good place defensively when we play OU Texas. Fair point by the nine one eight. I uh, would like to consider myself SEC ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not Big Twelve ready. You listed off all those shutouts, and I said, "Oh, two Big Twelve teams." 
I, I guess I still don't recognize BYU as a Big, big 12 team just yet. That's right. I didn't what? even think of that. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, if, if, we, if we can hold SMU to a low number, I feel very confident we will against Tulsa. Feel very confident we will against Iowa State. I, we could be looking at a pretty good defensive number for the first half of the season, and that that is something that we we really need. All right, quick timeout, 651-3439 at Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Does your disability make it harder to find a job? Yes, absolutely. DRS can help. DRS is Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services. DRS empowers job seekers with disabilities. Who really want to work. So employers like us really want to hire them. Now we're taxpayers. Contact DRS. DRS can help. Contact DRS. 800-487-4042 or okdrs.gov. You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. Just visit kref.com, click the KREF store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts like the official Ref Army tailgate shirt. Say goodbye to the Big 12 with our Thanks for the Trophies shirt, and join us in our pink shirt to salute Julie Venables' fight with breast cancer, for which a portion of every purchase will be donated to Stevenson Cancer Center. Find all of that and more at the KREF store. The KREF store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army. They say if you don't like the weather in Oklahoma, wait five minutes and check it again. Nope, not there yet. Ah, that's more like it. Being comfortable is important. And if it's minus 5 degrees or 100 degrees, Norman Air has you covered. Our impeccable quality and unbeatable service is what sets us apart from our competitors. It's just part of our mission to keep Oklahoma comfortable. Visit normanair.com for all your heating, air, plumbing, and electrical needs. Norman Air, service to the max. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Newt and Ryan are leaving soon for Thailand to attend one of the world's largest colored gemstone shows. They will be selecting top quality gemstones at huge savings. This is the time to let us choose something extra special for a birthday, anniversary, or even Christmas. Or do something out of the ordinary and let us select a sapphire or ruby for your engagement ring. Call Mitchell's Jewelry today for more information. 405-360-2515. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This football season, make every game day a touchdown with Chick-fil-A 12th Avenue in East Norman. We believe in creating memorable moments, and what's more memorable than cheering for your team with delicious food in hand? Tailgates, team meals, birthdays, and celebrations, it would be our pleasure to serve you. Call us today at 405-310-3189 for all your catering needs. Sandwiches, nuggets, delicious sauces to tasty gallons of lemonade, sweet or unsweet tea. Be the tailgate champion with the 12th Avenue Chick-fil-A in Norman. Eat more chicken and boomer sooner. Aaron Watson. Aaron Watson in concert. Thursday, September 7th at 7.30 at Apache Casino Hotel, Lawton, Oklahoma. Reserve seats on sale now at the Casino Cage or online at ApacheCasinoHotel.com. Pick up his new album, American Soul, out now. Aaron Watson's Rough Stock Roadshow Tour.
Inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio, it is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. How about this text from the 918s? Wow. I've come to the conclusion that Teddy daydreams about having played at Kansas State. The Wildcats are the thing he will miss most when we leave the Little 12. I think there's some truth to that. You do have a uh, – you got at least a crush on Kansas State. I do. I I love the way they play. I like their – I like their offense. Now their offense is, is, has changed a little bit, and I feel like there's a chance maybe they're going to go back to more of what they used to do, which is you know, power football, heavy personnel groupings, multiple tight ends, fullbacks. Um, I like teams that focus and spend a lot of time on special teams. I think it's somewhat of a lost art. Um, I I ju- I have a an immense respect for how good they have been, considering all of the circumstances working against. You them. also love cowboy collars, and I'm sure they have a few cowboy uh, collars on they, their roster. I think they they have to lead college football in cowboy collars, don't they? I I bet even the kicker wears cowboy collars up there at K K State. You're going to see a cowboy collar this week from SMU. They've got a true fullback, number 44. Collared up. Oof. He's okay. He's, you know, he's not a fullback that's just going to absolutely destroy guys, but he's a willing blocker. He's better than their tight ends. I think their tight ends are very underwhelming blockers. And Soft, as Kirby would yeah, say. I think they've, they've had to create a fullback position to try and get a little more movement. Uh, from the 405, Plumber Jeff says, OU should have gone for the 80 score, especially seeing Butch crying, LOL. Did uh, you hear what old Butch said at a press conference? I think this was yesterday. No. Um, the social media backlash has been pretty rough on him after yeah. a 73 nothing defeat and the uh, video that Plumber Jeff is talking about where it looks like he was crying on the sideline. Tennessee fans have been having a lot of fun with that, and... Well, when he was asked about the social media backlash, uh, Butch kind of referenced that. Uh, I don't pay much attention to that, but I bet it's another fan base outside of ours that that has all that going. Is there another sport where... Uh, a fan base, like it's it's all of college football. Like Oklahoma fans will are probably watching more USC football than USC fans do, and will relentlessly troll Lincoln Riley and that team forever. It is beautiful, and I Butch Jones, it you got a, you've got a successful coach now. You're off to a great start. You had a really good year last year. Things are looking amazing for Tennessee, and they're still going to follow Butch Jones around and and hammer him. Where he's at Arkansas State, guy, you can let it go at this point. There right? is a feeling like, okay, y- y- you obviously suck because you're at Arkansas State now right. in the hot seat. But we want you to have a weekly reminder just how bad you are to further emphasize That's the right. point. All right, you know, it's what it's, a sport. It's crazy. Never change. Man. It is crazy. <laughs> and it's not just a reminder. It is like it's oh, mean, yeah. dude. It's like people have um like a schedule set in their phone. It's like, "Oh, dang it. I forgot. Arkansas State got killed. Yeah. I need to send that horrible message to Butch Jones." Good way to say it, Joe from Guthrie. I don't know if there's a sport that holds grudges more. No. And when rivalries are such a I mean, is there a sport that where rivalries are a bigger thing? I know they're getting torn apart now across the sport, but I still feel like the rivalries run deeper in college football than in any other sport out there. The rivalries, the jealousy, all of it. You know, here's the thing. In the NFL, you've got great rivalries, but the, the, everyone's more tied to the team then they are the coach. In college football, they're way more tied to the coach, it feels like. Uh, and it creates a weird dynamic. And in the NFL, the fans, they just fight each other in the stands like crazy. 
in college football, Especially in California, they just do it on the uh, on the social media sites. I don't know which is better. Okie drink slinger, we will unmercifully follow Muleshoe even when he is coaching high school in a few years. I know. If he's coaching Muleshoe High School, we'll all be live streaming those uh, Thursday and Friday night games, rooting for him to lose. It wouldn't surprise me if there's L.A. Sooner fans that bought season tickets right behind the USC bench so they can yell at Lincoln Riley all season. Yeah, we need to hook those fans up with some ref gear is what I'd say. That's what they do in the NFL, man. In the NFL, like you go play the Jets or the Giants, there's a bunch of like New Yorkers that all they do, they don't even watch the game. They just scream at the players down there on the sideline. <laughs> 918, Teddy, do you think Kip Lewis will win one or two Buckus Awards? How many years of eligibility does he have left? That's how many Buckus Awards. I like him. I think he is really, really, really good. And he may have the highest ceiling of anyone on the roster at linebacker. Uh, I think Canick is up there too, but the instincts and he can just flat run. You you can't teach speed, and I, a lot of guys the speed doesn't translate to the field, but with him it does. I was looking at the uh, the, the the betting line today on scoresandodds.com. dot yeah. com. More of like where most of the money is leaning. Seventy percent of the bets are on SMU right now. Really? 16 and a half. That surprised me. This one, I don't know if this one will surprise you, but it'll at least make you chuckle. 70% of the bets are on SMU. 82% of the money is on Texas plus seven right now. 82% of the money, according to scoresandodds.com, is on the uh, burn orange side of this one. Wow. Dang. I, Public is all over Texas on this one. I have, oh boy. I have to imagine. Like my my initial reaction to that is, everyone that's a Texas fan, honestly thinks they're going to win the game and they're putting money on it. The rest of the country is just not sure what Alabama is right now. And are avoiding the game. I think that's just. I think that's Texas fan yeah. money. So I uh, like all the prediction. Like uh, the athletic comes out with their predictions on Thursday. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of guys do theirs. Twenty four seven has theirs. Like, I'm kind of noticing a little bit of a theme here. Is not very many people are picking a close Alabama win. There's two predictions for this game. Best I can tell. Texas wins straight up. Or Alabama wins in a runaway. There's yeah. really no kind of in-between predictions there. No Alabama winning on a walk-off field goal. It's no either Texas is going to win outright or Alabama is going to completely embarrass them on Saturday. Yeah. I I just, I flat out, honestly, I just don't know a whole heck of a lot about what Alabama is going to be this year. I know they've got an absolutely loaded roster. Um, you know, the... The propaganda, and that's what I call it. We don't even we don't have news in this country. We have propaganda. Uh, you just never know what the spin is. Every all the spin on Alabama has been negative this year, and all the spin on Texas has been positive. And I definitely don't believe it on Texas. I should I, I just go with what I've known and what I've seen over what fifteen years now with Alabama? That's, I'm more likely to that's do that. Normally, a pretty good idea. I would I'm think. more likely to do that. But uh, the point is, is I just I don't know. I haven't seen them. I didn't didn't watch their first game. So Peyton says, is eighty percent of the money on Texas or eighty percent of the bets? No, eighty percent of the money. Peyton is on money. is on Texas. Um, yeah. They have the eight, the percentage of money and bets, and it's the money. Wow. Be some late action rolling in on Alabama, I bet. You watch. Yeah. That's going to eat. That's going to really uh, level out my guess right before uh, kickoff. All right. Quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up our number one next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. 
You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. Just visit KREF.com, click the KREF store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts like the official Ref Army tailgate shirt. Say goodbye to the Big 12 with our Thanks for the Trophy shirt, and join us in our pink shirt to salute Julie Venable's fight with breast cancer, for which a portion of every purchase will be donated to Stevenson Cancer Center. Find all of that and more at the KREF store. The KREF store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army. Tired of your current living situation? With a variety of locations and over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Every Home Creations home comes with enhanced included features such as built-in tornado safety features, quartz countertops, wood-like tile, and so much more. Live like a champion today by calling Holly of Home Creations at 405-364-9999 for more information. Home Creations. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. Hi, y'all. This is Monica Paris with Alliance Bank. As part of our mission, we give you the resources you need to fulfill your vision and blaze your trail. Alliance Bank recognizes and salutes our Alliance Bank Trailblazers, a group of exceptional female industry leaders who started businesses and became leaders in their industry. Whether you're undertaking a new business venture, purchasing a home, or simply want more convenience, Alliance Bank is here for you. Visit Valiance.Bank or give me a call at 405-286-5750. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends at Joe's Wines and Spirits. Football season is back, and when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do. Go see Kathy and her staff at Joe's. They have tons of specials, like this month on Jack Daniels, Malibu Rum Cocktails, Relax Riesling, and more. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and noon to 5 on Sundays. 1330 East Alameda, right here in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. Hey Sooners, I'm OU alum James Spann, and I founded Boyd Street Ventures to invest in promising Oklahoma-connected companies and bring Oklahoma innovation to the world. One of those companies is OKC-based Wheeler Bio, which is developing brilliant ways to get badly needed therapeutic drugs to the market faster. When you invest in our fund, you're investing not only in innovative companies like Wheeler Bio, but in Oklahoma's future. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. We can help you understand the disease. And give you tips for living a better life. Find your answers at Parkinson.org or call 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better Better lives together. The spring and summer months are a great time for you and your family to spend quality time together. And right now is the perfect time to join the Trails Golf Club. The Trails Golf Club in Norman offers an 18-hole championship golf course, a swimming pool, numerous fun family events throughout the year, a fully stocked pro shop, and dining at the grill in the clubhouse. There has never been a better time for you to come discover the trails. Call Zane today and learn more at 364-3790 or visit trailsgolf.com. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush, emergency repair, storm damage. Cavens Group, they got you covered. Check them out, CavensGroup.com. We were mentioning all of the running backs we expect to play on Saturday, and for some odd reason, we totally left out Caleb Hicks. I don't know why. He played last Saturday, and he looked pretty good when he was in there. 
my question is, what's Caleb Hicks' situation moving forward here? And what I mean by that is, is he really going to be in this rotation? Or is he going to play his four games and end up being a redshirt guy this year? He's obviously got some talent, but there's a lot of talent in front of him. Kind of looks interesting here moving forward with Caleb Hicks. I think it's interesting for both Hicks and Smothers. Smothers got in the game first, got some carries before. Hicks was the last one to go in. Both the guys looked really good. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. If everyone in front of them stays healthy, my guess is you don't burn a red shirt yeah. on him. But I I don't know what the what the feeling is there. I know that Coach Venables has said with these guys, um, to the to the staff, if if a player has earned, you know, fifty percent of the playing time, play him fifty percent of the time. If a guy's earned 20% of playing time, play him 20% of the time. So I don't know like I don't know what that necessarily looks like with DeMarco. If everyone stays healthy in front of him, Major, Walker, uh Barnes. And they're productive as well. Salchuk. If, yeah. yeah, if everyone in in front of him is healthy and productive and hanging on to the football and not having ball security issues and not having off the field issues just because of the numbers it's going to I mean it's hard to play six running backs yeah and I don't know if this necessarily applies here but a couple of weeks ago uh, Brent was talking about Billy Bowman uh, playing special teams and being a returner and the comment was save him save him for what we got to win now Right. So, again, I don't know if that applies with Caleb Hicks uh, carving out a role as like the fourth running back on the team, but in some areas it's definitely a, no, after last year we, we have to win right now. If, we can't just save someone because, right. you know, that feels like it's the right thing to do. I, I, get, I would say if he, if he brings something that no one else brings and there's a place for it in the offense, whatever the – that package or play or whatever may be, then play him. If not, then my guess is he's probably going to see some action through the non-conference and then they're going to trim their rotation down. I mean, that's my guess, but we'll see. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, The Rush, coming up next.